Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi, Healing Journeys Today. I hope you all are doing well. It is a good day, you know, because God is on the throne and He reigns. Hallelujah! He is so good and we get to know Him. So let's pray and give the Lord this time. Lord God, we ask you to infiltrate this whole podcast, this whole time together. Every room that we're in, every car, every workplace, all the places. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just come and dwell among us. Lord, we know that you are with us, Lord, but we pray that you would heighten our senses to even be more aware of your presence, Lord. We pray that you would open our spiritual eyes and ears that we can hear you. We can see you. We we are aware of what you are doing, Lord God. We come into agreement with you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you that you are the most high God. Lord, we thank you for dying for us on the cross. We thank you that you are sanctifying us, Lord God. We thank you that you see us as holy, Lord. We thank you that you would not leave us orphans, that you will come to us. You promised that, Lord. So we just love you today, God, and we give you this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So yes, I wanted to talk about daily spiritual life and I'm not crying yet. (laughs) My eyes are watering. It's kind of, you know, windy out here. I don't know what's going on, but I want to talk about daily spiritual life with you and tell you kind of where I came from and, um, and maybe it'll help you. I hope it will. But, um, so I, came from a a mostly Christian home. My family roots were in the Salvation Army, and um, it's not just a thrift store and a band. It's an actual church, and um, so my family's roots were in the Salvation Army, and um, when I was a little girl, my dad, um, who had grown up in the Salvation Army and everything, um, didn't want to go to church anymore, so my mom decided to take my sister and me to her friend's church um, which was the Presbyterian Church, and that is where I got I got saved. I think I was about twelve. I remember sitting in the back of the church, and I I had heard it all before. You know, I was always around Jesus messages and things. But that one day, I just I know that I decided because I kind of got tingly in my body, and um, so that's the day I believe I got saved. And um, so I grew up in that Presbyterian Church, which was good. Um, but I had some questions about, like I heard things. I wasn't really reading my Bible. I would just go to youth group and stuff. And so, you know, you're kind of just skimming off the top if you're not like in the word. You got to be in the word, you guys. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. It's, oh, it's amazing. But, um, so I would just hear things kind of, and I remember I heard about speaking in tongues, you know, and I, and so I asked my mom, I think, you know, What's speaking in tongues? And at the time, I mean, she just she just didn't really know. I mean, it wasn't she wasn't against it. She just didn't really know, and so no one was able to really give me answers about these things I was hearing, like about God. And um, so, needless to say, um, I I fell away from the Lord. I mean, I, <laughs> so I went off to I was wild in high school and I went off to college. I fell away from the Lord totally. I got involved with a guy who was very abusive and um, 
we got involved in all sorts of things that we should not have been involved in, especially me. And I, it was, what I say is I found myself in situations I never knew existed and I just never thought I would be in. So, um, that finally ended and my dad came and I had by this time dropped out of college and I was just had all kinds of problems and quite frankly, demons. And, um, my dad came and picked me up, moved me home with my mom and cause my parents were now divorced and, um, my mom pretty quickly saw that I had a lot of issues and got me a, a Christian counselor. And, um, it was through my counselor, my therapist that I, I came to know the Lord and I, I, well, I'll say this that I came to be open to knowing the Lord because I just really was not interested at all. I was very hardened. And during that hard time of my life when I was with the guy in college, I made myself hard, you know? Sometimes we have to compartmentalize um, pain and things. And so I, I hardened my heart on purpose so that I wouldn't hear God. I wouldn't be sensitive to him. And I, I would even practice lying to people and looking him in the eye and lying. And, um, just to really be hard and, and, and just to protect myself really. But what it really did, um, I thought I was protecting myself, but what really was happening was I was allowing the enemy, Satan, to, to have more and more control over me. So, um, so I definitely had to have a healing journey to get free of that and to get free of those demonic bondages in my life that I had given place to. So, um, I moved home with my mom. She put me in therapy and she also said, you need to get a job and go to, go to church with me if you're going to live here, which I think is totally fair. And so, um, so I'd go to church with her and I'd try to flirt with the worship leader <laughs> while he was on stage. <laughs> yeah, it was just so bad. I mean, I gotta say the church, I didn't, I don't think it was doing anything for me, but, um, I was sure trying to take it down. Isn't that horrible? I'm just telling you the truth. It was just awful. Um, and then I, I got a job working in cosmetics and, um, so there was this one girl that worked at, um, the Christian Dior counter and she was just, just beautiful and perfect with her perfect little Christian Dior red lipstick on and all the stuff. And I found out that she was a Christian and I was like, Ugh. like, so I was like, ew, you know, but then I found out that she went to this one church that I knew about because I had got, so I was raised Presbyterian, which, you know, that's very formal and, you know, not a lot of action in that church. I mean, whatever, but you know what I'm saying? It's not like all, you know, holy roller. They're very formal and liturgical and stuff. And that's fine. But this church that this girl had gone to, I had visited once in high school and I walked out of that church. Like this is a cult. Didn't you know why I thought so? Because they talked to God out loud at the church. Yeah. Like they would like, oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's what they said, stuff like that. And I was just not having it. So in high school, when I visited there, I'm like, I'm out of here. So I left. And I found out that my friend, this girl at the Christian Dior counter, uh, went to that church. So when I found that out, I especially talked behind her back more. See? Demons. 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 <laughs> I'm just telling you guys, okay? This is how I was. Not like that anymore, but I was. 
I've been on my healing journey. So, so anyways, talk about it behind her back, but we are also becoming friends. I, yeah, don't even, I don't even know. God is amazing and whatever. So we were becoming friends and we were having lunch one day. And, um, so I said to her, I did not mean to I'm sitting there eating my Greek salad, which I did every day. I said, Hey, you going to church tomorrow? Because I'm, I want to go with you. And I cannot believe I even said that because I was not planning to say that at all. And she goes, yes, I am going to church tomorrow. And then our other friend that was next to us goes, oh, I'll go too. <laughs> so, okay, well, I was not even planning that. I didn't want God. I didn't want church. I especially did not want that church because it was weird, you know. And so, um, anyway, so the next day, the three of us decided to go to church and we walk in and there's a very large um, hallway in, you know? And so we're walking, we walk in the church and now remember, I had been in the dark, dark. I, I'm not gonna say all the stuff cause no one needs to know, but I have been in darkness, like very bad things that, that I did. And I walked into this church and I have never, I don't, well, I, I don't know if it was audible or not, but I did hear the voice of God. And he said to me, Sharon, I've seen everything that you've done and I've just been waiting for you. Will you come home? And I was just shocked and amazed that that was God's voice, that that was God, that he was so kind and so loving and he, he had seen everything that I had done and he still wanted me, you guys. And I wanna tell you that he wants you too. I mean, it doesn't matter what you've done, honestly. He wants you and he loves you. He loves you so, so much and he has already died to forgive you and all you have to do is just receive that and say, okay. And that's what I did that day. I was like, this is you? And I knew that I could trust him. And so I started crying. I don't know what my other friends heard, but they're crying. We must've walked into like a Holy Ghost vortex or something, cause we're all bawling, found our way to our seats. And honestly, we were in that church every time the doors opened for the next however long. I mean, it was amazing. But here's the thing that kept me from God is I didn't know he was like that. I was raised more in a religious atmosphere so where I knew about God, but I didn't know God. And, and when I heard his voice that day, it was just a, um, the beginning of coming to know truly who he is and how he is. You know, there's a, I think it's in Psalm 103, I could be wrong, but it says that um, Moses knew his ways, but, but, the, but Israel knew his acts, something like that, I'm misquoting it, but um, Moses knew his ways and Israel knew his acts. So Israel could just see how he was, but, but Moses knew his ways. And that is why Moses was able to trust the Lord more maybe than the people could. You know, when you're married, if you're married, and if you're not, you'll figure this out, but there are, uh, your spouse has their ways. And um, you're not gonna change those ways. You can change some of the behaviors <laughs> maybe, or they'll grow and some things will change, but um, they have their ways and 
that is just how they're bent and that's the way they are and that's how it is with God he has his ways and but all his ways are good you know he will never do anything that would hurt us or damage us you know so um that day when I heard his voice I I was like huh I think I've been wrong and um and that's let's just pray right now let's just pray right now and ask the Lord if we've had a wrong idea of him, that he would, that we would allow him to show us. Lord, if we've had a wrong idea of how you are, Lord, we just, we first of all repent. We ask you to, we change our mind, Lord, and we ask you to help us see how you really are. Cause Lord, the Bible says that you're good. And so we, so we want to believe that. Sometimes it's hard because we don't understand your ways, Lord God, but we want to know you, right? Isn't that good? So anyway, so I got saved, saved. And then I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I don't know. If you're going to ask me, I thought you said you were saved when you were 12. I believe I was, but I don't know how this all works because... I was, I went off. I did not want God. And so, but I know at that time when I heard the Lord's voice, I came back. And then the church I was in, obviously, if you haven't figured it out by now, was more of a charismatic church. So this church had more of the answers to the things I was looking for. So as I grew with the Lord, I decided I need to get baptized again. I had been sprinkled, you know, in the Presbyterian church. And that's fine, but I, I really believe baptism is what you do when you know that you have received the Lord Jesus as your Savior and you want to make a public declaration, hey, I am a Christian, I'm going to get baptized because I'm gonna, I died to my old self and now I'm coming up a new person. That is really what baptism means. It's so you can sprinkle your kids, dedicate your kids, hey, I'm for all of that because I we're giving them to the Lord. But when you become a Christian and you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, always in the Bible, the baptism with water was after after salvation or after that public declaration. I mean, it was a it was a public declaration that I believe in Jesus. I'm following God. Okay. So, so anyways, I got baptized at that church, and I also believe at that time. I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. However, I did not get my spiritual language. And this is the one thing that I had really been wondering about since I was young. I wanted to know about the spiritual language. Well, you know, I gotta tell you the truth too. I was overthinking it, you know? I was really overthinking it because I just, I had never seen it really done or heard it much before. It was so, so new to me and it was such a mystery. And, and so I was overthinking it. So I got baptized in the water. I remember I came out, I was like shaky, well, like, whoa, you know, but bleh, nothing, nothing came out. So, so um, I went to the back, you know, stage and I was so mad, you know, I just got baptized and I didn't get my spiritual language. And so one of the elders came to me and she's like, okay, well, let's try to sing in the spirit. And I'm like, ah, you know, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. And um, so then I, I honestly, because I just felt a little disappointed in God and I was kind of mad quite frankly because you know obviously he knew that I was waiting for this since I was a little girl and like why would he not do it now because I did come back you know and um so I was kind of disappointed in God I was mad but then I started like just seeking out the Lord and I don't know but this is my bent like I love all the spiritual stuff like 
I, I love deliverance ministry. I love inner healing ministry. I wanted to know all about like the spiritual realm. So I started reading all these books on the spiritual realm and demons and from a Christian perspective and all this stuff and my Bible. And then I would sit in my room and I would be like this, waiting for the spiritual language to come out. And it just didn't come. I remember just, and just, I was so frustrated, you know, so frustrated. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I didn't know what to do. I was praying for this. And I'm like, how can God promise this and then not give it to me? So um, at the time I was working for, <clears throat> excuse me, this investment banking firm. And I had to have my car parked every, every day when I go to work by this guy. And he and I became friends, whatever, we we're friends. And, um, and so one day he, he was reading a book and he put it down to come, you know, get my car. And I looked at the book and it was a satanic book. I mean, it was like, I can't remember if it was like the book of Satan or whatever, but it was a satanic book. And I go, Oh my gosh, why are you reading that book? You shouldn't be reading that book. And he goes, I know my dad's a pastor. If anyone knows, I know. Like he was just like totally rebellious. And I was like, I don't know, the burden came on me. Like I could not, I could not shake this. I was so worried about this guy reading this book. So after work that day, I was driving my car and just worried and I'm praying for God bless him, God bless him, you know. And I was just at the limit of what I even knew how to pray. And doesn't the Bible say that when we don't know how to pray that the Holy Spirit will pray for us? And so I'm in my car I don't know if you're from California, but I was on Sepulveda Boulevard. I know exactly, exactly where I was. In my car, praying for this guy. Bless him, help him, bless him, help him. Blah, I had nothing else to say. All of a sudden, okay, out of my mouth comes, near, near, near. I sounded like a Martian. Like, I started to like crack it up. I'm in my car driving, I'm like, you are kidding me. Is this my spiritual language? And I, it was like, near, near, near. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so then Jack Hayford, who was my pastor, had said, hey, you know, if you get your spiritual language, maybe you only get a few words, ask God for more because he'll give you more because he always is gonna give us more as long as we ask. And that's true, you know? So I'm in my car, I'm like, okay. And I'm laughing which God had to get me out of my head, right? Because I was overthinking this whole thing so much. I mean, so God had to like, like disarm me kind of, you know? And so I started like the weirdest sounds. I mean, I sounded like, I don't even know, like just from all those, like the Brady Bunch, you know, when they would do those weird, I don't even know. I just sounded so weird. So I'm cracking up. I ask the Lord for more. He starts giving me more words. And then this flow comes. And I'm driving on Sepulveda. And it's windy. And I love Sepulveda. And I am flowing in the Holy Ghost language. Yes, I was. And isn't that amazing? That is how I got my spiritual language. And you know, he will do it for you. He will, absolutely. If you want your spiritual language today, let's ask the Lord. Father God, Holy Spirit, fill us with your spirit. 
Let us flow in your language, Lord. Please give us our spiritual language so we can pray in the Spirit, by the Spirit, through the Spirit, to you and you only, Lord God. We just thank you for this gift, Lord, that you give generously in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, you can even just try to do it, even while I'm talking. You can just pray. You can just start praying in, in your own language, if you English or Spanish or whatever you pray. And if sometimes it is easier, like the lady, the elder at my church tried to help me sing in the spirit. And you can sing hallelujah, hallelujah. And just, there's just a change of your thinking through your mind into your spirit. So you just hallelujah. You can know, say the names of God. What do we know? Yahweh. Just let it flow. Make up your own song to the Lord. He loves it. He loves it. Just go, go. I know you're. I know you're getting it. I feel the flow. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you glory. We can go back and forth. We can do in our English, our Spanish. You know whatever you speak and then it'll go into to tongues it's so beautiful and he just loves it can you feel the presence of the lord so so good you guys you you guys just let it flow let it flow you know if if you're stuck in your mind the way i was i want to tell you it's just it's just such a simple switch it's kind of just a, a letting go of your own self he will never take over you and scare you like that. He's not like that. It's such an easy flow, an easy switch, and it's a gift for everyone. Okay, so if all your theology is going through your head right now, and um, you're like, well, I don't know if I believe in the gifts, and I don't think everybody gets that. That's okay. Just put that to the side right now. Let the Holy Spirit do what he's doing. The spiritual language and a prayer language is for everybody, okay? You may not get a, a word in tongues publicly that needs to be interpreted sometimes you may but that's kind of different than what this is right now this is just being filled with the spirit and having a spiritual language which for the it's for the purpose of edifying ourselves it's to edify ourselves in the lord but in this language also we can get um we can war more effectively when there's spiritual warfare often if I'm in a time of warfare prayer, my language will even change. And that's what I want to tell you too. Your language may not be the, be the same all the time. I have never again spoken the Martian language that I spoke the first day. But um, the Lord used that to disarm me, you know, so that I could stop overthinking. But so sometimes your language will change. You may be able to speak a language that is on the earth. That also happens. But right now we're just talking about you know, our own spiritual language, our prayers from our innermost being to the Lord prayed through the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's just let that flow. You know, I was on a walk with a friend one day and we were talking about um, our spiritual language and she said, yeah, I don't know. She goes, I feel like, I feel like I'm not really saying anything. I feel like I say the same thing all the time in the Spirit and, and so do I. A lot of times my words are pretty much the same and, um, and so then also I think, well, I probably need to ask for more because we can always ask for more. 
Um, but also what came to me that day when I was talking to my friend, and please don't laugh at me, but I am a Marvel fan, okay? I love the Marvel uh, universe. But there is a character in the Marvel universe, and he's a tree. His name is Groot. And the only sentence he ever says is, I am Groot. And that's, those are the only three words he ever says. But every time he says, I am Groot, he says it in a different way. And the people who know his language can understand what he's saying. And it can mean all kinds of different things. And I really felt the Lord said to me, spiritual language is like that too. You may only have a few words, but he's the one that knows our language, right? So he knows what we're saying, even if it's the same thing all the time, the inflection or the, the what's coming out of our heart goes to his ears and his heart. He's the one that hears it and he's the one that answers anyway. So it doesn't matter really what, what it sounds like to us, it's what it sounds like to him, right? All that matters is what it sounds like to him. So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. So if this is your first day, of getting your spiritual language and you're just getting, you know, one or two words, don't even worry about it. Ask for more and know that God is hearing a, a you know, a symphony of words from you, of all your praises from the innermost being, all your all your questions, all your intercessions. He's getting all of that from I am Groot. <laughs> so if that's all you got, that's okay. So when I started to grow with the Lord, um, I grew in my spiritual language, things like that. But then, you know, we're all in a process um, with God and where we are spiritually and in our disciplines and, and, you know, how we're in the word or not in the word and things like that. Like I said, my pastor was uh, Pastor Jack Hayford, and he used to say, don't turn the light off without first turning it on. So I just think that's a really good principle of at some point in your day, open the word. Um, I like to, to read the word in the morning and, and start my day out with the word. I used to do it at night before I went to bed, but I find that my, my day just goes much better if I can have my coffee with the Lord and, um, and read the word. And so I am in um, a community Bible study that I do, but I also read the word on my own or just ask him still, like, where do you want me to read today? Or what do you, what do you want to do? Recently, he said, I only want you to read the red in the gospels. Don't read anything else, just the red. You know, and that was really interesting. And just to only read the words of Jesus. So if you don't have a red letter edition of the Bible, um, not every version has a red letter edition. That's kind of a newer thing. But um, but if you do have that, or you can get it on on U version even, which has all so many Bibles on U version, which is an app. Um, you know, read those red letters, and that was just a very interesting exercise. Or Psalms and Proverbs, if you don't know where to start, you know. But um, I just think it's important also to read the Gospels. But so um, I would read my Bible and I would just read it like, okay, read it. And it was getting into me because the word is living and active. And, and it is, you know, even if, if you, Bill Johnson says, I may not remember what I ate for lunch on Monday, but I know that it nourished me, you know? And so that's how the word is. Like it, you may not always remember, you may not be getting it. You might not understand exactly what you're reading, but it is nourishing your spirit. We are body, soul, and spirit. And our bodies, obviously, we know we need to eat food and drink water. And our spirit needs to have the word 
to water us and to nourish us. And then, then that will nourish our soul, hopefully. If, if, if our spirit is not nourished with the word and with holy things, um, then our soul will be more worldly because the world will come in and affect our soul. Our soul is our mind, emotions, and will, right? So it's the way we think, the way we feel. If we're not getting filled in in our spirit by the word and communion and time with God and praying in our spiritual language, um, then we our soul will, will be yucky and filthy. So if you wanna change your thoughts, we wanna get out of depression and anxiety, we need this word in us. But the way that I had to get real with the word was um, in 2008, if that rings a bell for you, is because it was hellacious economically here and it, it was awful for us. We had a horrible financial crisis, my husband and me and um, our family. And then on top of that, I had a really bad breakup with a, with a girlfriend. And um, we were both Christian girls, but you guys, we were not act, acting like good Christian daughters of the king, let me tell you. And um, I don't know how I looked to her, but her to me, she was mean. <laughs> she was mean. And um, so, and our children still went to the same school. And so I had to see her every day and I would wake up and have anxiety and be afraid because I had to face this girl. So what I started to do was... Um, that's when I started every morning to sit with the Lord with my journal and my Bible. And I would just listen to God and, and see what he would tell me to read. And he would say, oh, you know, Isaiah 54. Okay, so I'd go read Isaiah 54. Oh, that's so good, Lord, thank you. You know, all your children will be taught by the Lord. Great will be their peace. Thank you, yes, Lord, I receive that. You know, then I would go read something else and then he would say, okay, Hezekiah 1.1. 1, 1. There is no Hezekiah 1-1, but I had to figure that out, you know, or, you know, Proverbs 32. There's no Proverbs 32, but I had to practice listening to the Lord and write down what I thought he was telling me so I could kind of weed out where I did hear him and where I missed it. Um, I also um, dated in my journal those days. Like every day I put it the date and then I put down what I thought I heard. And then if I, if it meant something to me, like if he said, you know, oh, I can't think of anything right now, but like Proverbs 18, 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. You know, I would, oh, write that down. You know, write that down and put a star and highlight, highlight, you know, or I would also do, um, prayer requests. Lord, help me. Oh God, help me be kind when I see her or whatever. And, uh, and then I would put when that prayer was answered, you know? So, um, so I started being able to hear the Lord more, but it's because I was in this training ground. So, and that's okay if you have to do that. Like God is not, um, God's super patient with us and he will teach us how to hear his voice. And you, in my way may not work for you at all. That's cool. Like find out your way. And honestly, I have to say, if you do utilize your spiritual language and pray in the spirit, he will speak to you and he will show you the way that he wants your guys's relationship to go. Cause your relationship with God's different than everybody else's. You know, you're a whole different person that reflects his glory in a whole different way than I do or anybody else. So his relationship with you 
you and his instruction to you will be different. So, um, you know, sometimes gardening, I hear the Lord's voice the most. Some people like to walk, some people, whatever it is, you might want to just write out your prayers, like in The Help, in that movie, The Help, you know, she wrote out her prayers and, um, you can do that, but whatever works for you, but find your way because he will speak to you and you will start inclining your ear and your heart to hear his voice. Um, that even reminds me, you know, I have three sons and um, my, well, last week I told you about my, my youngest son, Joshua, and I have a middle son, Seth, and my oldest son's name is Malachi, but my middle son, um, you know, he had a bunch of labels put on him by doctors and teachers. <laughs> don't let people do that to your kids, okay? They are the children of the Most High God. They are sanctified and set apart. But so he was um, diagnosed with ADD, ADHD. You know, he was the kid that, um, you know, he's one of the funniest, smartest people in the world, and he is a joy and a light. But he, he has been <laughs> hard to teach. But his teachers, you know, like, so we did have him on medicine for a while, which that didn't work praise the Lord, honestly, but um, he was the kid who, if I picked him up from school, the teachers would say, did you give him his medicine today? I mean, because it was not a good day. It was just a nightmare, you know, just awful. But he's not a nightmare. That time in his life was a nightmare because the teachers had a hard time teaching him. Anyway, so one morning I was with the Lord, with my journal, my Bible, the whole shebang, with the Lord and the Holy Spirit, and he said, and Seth, all my kids were sleeping still. Everyone was asleep in my house. And God said, go up, go up and pray for, for Seth at, at the foot of his bed. And I was like, what do you want me to say? And he didn't tell me anything. And so, um, and let me tell you this. At one point in my life, because I didn't hear a direct instruction, I would have waited and stopped and waited for the instruction. Let me encourage you, as I encourage myself, that's not always the best advice. You know, Abraham took Isaac and he, w he went to go sacrifice him before he knew that God was going to provide the ram in the thicket, okay? So if he says go, just go. Just start moving. Start moving, you know? And um, so, but I had heard a friend of mine say that she, God had told her one time too to go do something and she didn't know till she got there. So guess what happened? He said, go, go pray for Seth at, you know, while he's sleeping. So I went and I had no idea what to say, what to pray for until I got to the foot of his bed. It's all dark in the room and the kid is sleeping and the Lord said, say Shalom. So I said, Shalom. And that's all I got. That's all I got. But I didn't get it until I got there and then I said it. And then I, I was like, okay, shalom. Well, I went back downstairs and I don't remember what, if it was like exactly at that moment or later on, but I had always heard that shalom means peace, you know, like Jewish people say shalom, like peace, whatever. But then I looked up the word shalom and it means wholeness, wholeness. So when the Lord had me say shalom to Seth, he was saying, speak wholeness over him, wholeness to his brain, wholeness to however the synapses and everything were misfiring or not communicating, wholeness. And I know that I know that back at that time is when things started to get better for him. 
his, his brain started coming together and the Lord put things in his path to, to put his brain together. Um, he later on started learning guitar and, and, and that musical instrument, learning that helped again, put his brain together. Now, are there times when he can't concentrate and everything? Yeah, you know, but this label is gone, you know, in Jesus name. And, and I know the Lord of Shalom, the Lord of wholeness has done a work in my son. So I want to just encourage you that as you are in the word, as you are praying in the spirit, you will hear the Lord and you may not understand it. Just like you're not going to understand everything you're praying in the spirit. Um, you know, most of the time, I don't know what I'm talking about in the spirit. You know, sometimes I can kind of get an inkling of, oh, I think I'm praying for this or that, or get some insight into something. But usually I don't really know what I'm saying. And that's okay because the one who understands my language knows, right? And, and, um, so I just want to encourage you with that. I also wanted to encourage you and us as, as we live our lives um, I want to read to us in Deuteronomy 6, um, 4 through 7, basically. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. And so it says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. That verse I've really taken to heart in raising my children and just living my life, our daily spiritual life, that the Lord should always be in our conversation. You know, if, if you're in love with somebody, you talk about them a lot and probably talk about them too much. Um, or if you're, you love your kids, you know, it, like I have to hold myself back talking about my kids sometimes because I don't want to sound like a bragger. But when we know the Lord, man, he is worth bragging about. He is so, so good. And, um, and so we want to be talking about him and make it normal in our lives to be talking about the Lord. So with our children, you know, we would just always be talking about Jesus. Well, what do you think Jesus said? Or, hey, did you know Jesus made the sun that's in the sky is keeping us so warm today? You know, or, and then, you know, the way my oldest son Malachi got his spiritual language is um, he he stole an extra Flintstone uh, yogurt push-up <laughs> when he was like six. And I was, I think I was just so tired that day that I go, Ugh you need to go talk to Jesus about that because I can't even deal with you, little yogurt push-up thief. You know? <laughs> so he went away to go talk to Jesus and he got filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's because, and he started speaking in tongues just, you know, at six years old and didn't even ask for it. But it's because we had made an atmosphere of God is always here. God is always present. We are aware of the Lord in our daily life. I would go around, I sing in the spirit. I speak in tongues quite often, you know, and it can be shocking, I guess, to some people that come into our house. 
but I'm like, well, you know, Paul said I speak in tongues more with more than you all, you know, and I and I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesy. And so let's all speak in tongues. <laughs> but you create an atmosphere of talking about the Lord Jesus, making it normal to be talking about God and to be incorporating him in your daily life. If you're in the car with your children or with your family, you know, is the Lord saying anything to us or let's worship or or let's just talk about God and, you know, um, what's funny about God? Just make it super, super normal, you know, but to be sure that you know that you are talking correctly about God, we do need to be in the word because we want to know his ways, not just his acts. And I have to say, be getting to know his ways, his kindness and his goodness, um, has enabled me to broaden those conversations like with my kids and my family because um, you see that he isn't just God, he is, but he's also fun, he's kind, he understands what we're going through. I mean, he really sees us, you know, he really sees what we're going through, especially even now. So don't think that God has forgotten you or forgotten us, he hasn't. He's, he's working something out right now and we can keep praying. We can pray in our spiritual language. It's totally effective. And um, so that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you today. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening today. Let's pray together. Lord God, we just thank you um, that you are awesome. Thank you that we get to talk about you. Lord, show us how to talk to our, our children and our family and people about you in a real way to just be able to share your love and your greatness with people. Lord God, we are in a in a, a world that needs you so badly right now, God, and we have the answer. We have the remedy. We have the remedy for the disease of sin that's running rampant. You are the remedy, God. You are you are the healer. And um, we just love you. I just bless every single person that's hearing my voice today, God. I pray for their healing. I pray that they would be filled with your Holy Spirit, a restoration of marriages, that the children and the prodigals would come home in Jesus' name. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.